0: Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company. They offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. How would you like to look 5 years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking 5 years younger at 6 months after treatment. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
1: Hey, Reading Circle novices and dedicates. We had the opportunity back in November to meet Astra Quarantine, a Pierce fan from Canada, and talk to her about what the circle of magic means for her. So we thought we'd bring that conversation to you today as a special Christmas bonus episode. Just a warning, this conversation does get heavy at times with mentions of anxiety, depression, and suicide. Also, as always, we do sometimes swear. Merry midwinter, happy long night, and we'll see you again before the end of the year with the final chapter of Dodge's book. to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly.
2: I'm Indy. I'm Brittany.
3: And I'm Goodwin.
1: And today we're interviewing Astra Quarantine about Triss's book.
3: Hello, so grab your cup of coffee. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or tea. or your drink of choice.
4: <laughs> and let's open the circle again.
5: little bit about yourself? God, I hate this question. (laughs) It's really hard for when you're awkward. I know. It's like, what do you want to know? Like my background story or like little things? Anyway, uh, joke over. I'm Astrum from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. I'm a huge Tamara Pierce fan. Don't have much merch yet, but I'm working on it. I'm uh, 34. I've been a fan of Tamara since I was 13. So just over 15 years, I guess. Wow. That's a long time. Very cool hmm It's
1: really cool. How did you first discover her books?
5: Well, when I was uh, 13, a friend of mine basic, pressed a copy of Alana the First Adventure mm-hmm. into my hands after they had finished talking with me because they were concerned I was going to take my life. Rightly so, but or at least on the path of that. And so she put the book in my hand and very, in a very Alana way went, read this. So I did, and... Going through it at 13, I was uh, I was very lost, I was very confused, I was very broken, I was a foster child, and Alana and Tammy's works just kind of made it easier for me to live. I would look at it and be like, if uh, Alana can face the ordeal and go through everything to become a knight, then I can face whatever was in front of me. So that was my first introduction. I didn't actually know that there were more Turtle books. I'm currently making my way through The Immortals. In a large way, Tamara's words and her worlds have cemented a lot of my blueprint. A major part of who I am comes from the Alana books, the Circle of Magic. In a a way, Tamara raised me and taught me things that, you know, your typical parents would teach you. I I'm getting a little choked up because uh, most of the time when I think about the influence she's had on me, it's really hard to uh, to put into words and to explain without sounding like a lunatic.
1: My childhood was probably not as rough as yours, or at least if it was, it was rough in very different ways. Mm-hmm. But I can definitely relate to that feeling of those books sort of helping me find my way for me, it was the Circle series. The first Tamara Pierce book I picked up was actually Wild Magic. Mm-hmm. I actually never finished it. <laughs> and then I came across the Circle of Magic and I was hooked. And it was like these books said everything that nobody else was saying to me that I needed. Mm-hmm. To. Indy's nodding. And I imagine, I was going to say, I imagine that she has similar feelings.
3: Yeah, growing up was a different... At the new Yorks, but it was definitely an ordeal and finding the circle books was a huge deal it kind of it offered me that escape from mm-hmm. that whole situation yeah um, it was a nice escape and the circle series definitely influenced me the most is i finally cut ties with Literally my entire family. I only talk to my biological mother Mm -hmm. because of my nine-year-old little sister. Right. And I am just now getting back into contact with my little brother who's turning 18 this year.
5: I completely understand.
3: These books taught me about found family. I didn't know anything about that actually being an option until I Mm -hmm. started reading these books. Yeah. Yeah. And now my favorite phrase is the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the loom, which is basically the bonds that you make are stronger than the ones that you're born into.
5: Well, yeah, so, most people don't realize that the whole
3: water is thicker or blood is thicker than water. That, that's the entire quote. Yeah, I get so heated about that quote because a lot of people
2: don't realize that we've butchered it hmm So. And if you've listened to our podcast, you will hear that multiple times. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, that's, fair. that's fair. That
3: is my favorite phrase.
1: Your first Tamara Pierce book was Alana the First Adventure. How did you discover the circle of magic?
5: Well, actually, I was realizing recently. That there is literally three years to almost to the day between when I first got Alana and when I was introduced to Sandry's book. I was sixteen and I had just moved back to Ottawa from Hamilton. One of my friends, actually part of the the circle of friends that introduced me to Alana, gave me the Circle of Magic as a way to explain Wicca, because she was a follower of Wicca. She still is, but she because I learn best through literature, and using examples from books that I have read. She used it as a way to describe the elements to me, using the four kids. But I was also raised in a extremely religious foster home, where my foster father was an ordained Orthodox priest. So that should give you the level of religiousness in our house. So pretty much anything that had to do with magic, or anything like that was pretty well banned. Let's just say when I started reading Alana, they were not happy with that. So I started with Sandry's book when I was 16, and then I only got to Triss's book at that point. I remember flashes of seeing Cold Fire, like the cover of Cold Fire in the library, but I didn't read past Triss's book until recently. Last year, I finished Daja and Briar's book, and I was reading Briar's book during when COVID first started coming out and I was like wow okay but I was listening to the full cast audio versions and (laughs) let's just say Breyer's book listening listening to voice actors do it I had to stop because it kept breaking me like I was crying and I'm like I need to stop for a while because this is going to kill me. So I finished those, and I'm making my journey through the circle opens right now. But yeah, I was 16 when I was first introduced to uh, Sandry's book.
2: Nice. Mhm. Oh man, good. When it sounds like we're in for a thrill next
3: book. <clears throat> oh no. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> gosh. So
2: many. Hills. I
3: keep telling you, it's it's a hard book. It's, <laughs> it's hard. hard. Briar's book. It's yeah, a, me
2: and goodwin uh, haven't read this series we're going we're going yeah. chapter by chapter and we're just going along with oh the, yeah yeah fair enough after that we record so i think
5: okay i think um. also what got to me was the uh, full cast audio is narrated by tammy herself mm-hmm. oh. and so listening to her read it especially i won't say anything because i don't want to spoil any parts of it but there. There are a lot of parts that I had to stop and had to take a break because it was killing me.
3: <laughs> I haven't listened to the full cast audio and I still have to stop in like four different spots because mm-hmm. I, get, I get super emotional. I read that book at a very, very pivotal moment in my life. Mm-hmm. And I was 15 when mm-hmm. I read it. And oof. yeah, yeah. I, recently- yeah I, st- I I still get choked up. <laughs>
5: I recently gifted Sandry's book to um, a friend of mine's sister and I literally, because of everything happening in COVID, I had to stop and message her mom and be like, so, because Sandry's book deals with disease and stuff like that too. And I was like, Kate, you might want to work out, look out for this. (laughs) <laughs> Kinda because of she's thirteen. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. I've been hearing lately lots of people talking about how much they like the full cast audio. So mm. I'm I have an Audible subscription, so I think I might need to uh, drop the next <laughs> handful. Well,
5: they're also on Spotify. Oh, nifty! Like free. You can listen to them for free, and all of them. They only get up to Melting Stones because they ran out of money to do the yeah. last two of the the rest of it, but Tammy, except for, uh, not Melting Stones, Street Magic, Um, except for Street Magic, which is narrated by Bruce Corville, I believe. The rest of them are narrated by Tammy herself.
1: Melting Stones and The Will of the Empress also have full cast audio,
5: which I think- Okay, they just don't have uh, Cold Fire and Shatterglass. Yeah, I don't remember
1: whether or not Battle Magic has one,
5: but- um, I don't know either. Melting Stones
1: actually was- Released on audio first mm. because the girl who narrated Evie in Street Magic, Grace Kelly, from what I understand, Tammy liked her narration so much that she was like, This really makes me want to write a first person narration from Evie's point of view. And oh
5: that's exciting. I really loved Evie. And so yeah, so Melting Stones is
1: narrated by Grace Kelly and it's in <laughs> first person.
5: And that's awesome.
1: It's fantastic. Yeah, and that's actually the one that I don't own on paper and I do own on audio because it came out on audio first. So I was like, I really want to have this on audio.
2: Yeah, that's fair. But that's nice to know it's on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah.
5: yeah. And it's pretty too because I, I plan to get them all on Audible as well. But I mean, until I'm able to uh, get the credits for that, I have them on Spotify. Totally.
4: What, what is it called on Spotify?
5: It's um, Circle of Magic... If you look up Tamara Pierce, she's listed uh, as, an, as an artist. Um, they also have the Immortals Quartet. I think they have uh, one other in Tortal as well, but uh, they have most of the um the Circle books. Like they have the first quartet and the first two of the Circle Opens, and then the ones in the Circle Reforged
2: that are on audio.
1: Okay,
5: cool, cool.
2: Oh, if you don't pay for Spotify, though, it's making you shuffle. I'm looking at it right now. It's yeah, yeah
5: if you don't have you, the premium,
3: unfortunately, it'll make you shuffle. Oh. Um, if you listen to it on your computer. Yeah. You can actually listen to it in order. They'll just yeah. make you take ads after every episode, I think is what it is. Or yeah, after shuffle. every couple of them. Because I have... Our podcast spotify on my computer i have noticed that's kind of how it works okay yeah
5: also bruce corville's website with the full cast audio has them for sale on his and they have their own like app to listen to them oh that too
1: You told us that Triss's book is your favorite in the Circle of Magic series. And I suppose that might change since you are still working your way through it. But why do you like Triss's book so much?
5: Well, at present, Triss is my favorite in the first quartet. Not that the others don't have their own merit. But when I first met Triss, I identified incredibly with her backstory, like the abandonment from her family, her mistrust, her anger. And in Triss's book, it magnified like it was painful how much I connected to it. And it's mainly because I saw myself represented on the on the page that I connected. I also connect with Briar's. So uh, the, a lot of the way that Briar is. I mean, I love Sandrine. I love Daja. But Triss is the one that I identify with most, which is why I loved the book so much.
1: Yeah, it's one of the things that I really like about this series is that you have these characters from a vast variety of backgrounds so so many people it seems are able to connect with at least one of them and Mm -hmm. oh this this I feel like I'm reading about myself and that definitely has an effect agreed representation in literature
5: Mm -hmm. and that's one thing I love about Tammy's books is that it's such a wide variety of, and she tries really hard to represent everyone that she can get on the page and and stuff like that, so.
3: Yeah. One of my favorite things about Circle Magic and Circle Opens is not only the people of color, which there are a lot of, and Mm -hmm. it's amazing, but she also, in a time in which the LGBT community was kind of, still on a rocky foothold in the public view she put in a couple of you know lgbt characters that's something i still love to this day is the representation because representation does matter we all need something to relate to and Mm -hmm. i love that her book series has you can connect to at least one person in the series even if it's not one of the kids yeah like you, you can relate to at least one person and it's just beautiful I love it so much
5: recently she came out to say that Alana is gender fluid and I read this quote about it and someone asked her about you know the sexualities that she presents and why it isn't like stated outly and she said because in that point it becomes a story about their sexuality Instead of just being a part of who they are. Yeah. And I thought that was that was really cool. And uh, the reason she was saying that with Alana is that when she wrote Alana, it was in the 80s, and she didn't have a word for it. Yeah. So and uh, for her Black Lives Matter fundraiser, mm-hmm. she was offering um, short stories for characters that people wanted. And yeah. Someone asked for Lark and Rose Thorn's first meeting. And it was so cute. I literally, I was on the bus reading it and I stomped my feet on public transit as I'm reading it and like squealed because it was so cute.
3: (laughs) It is absolutely my favorite. I love those two.
5: Mm -hmm. When I first read it, I didn't make that connection. I actually, I read it somewhere, but I love the fact that it's not a focus, right? It's just a part of who they are. It has nothing to do with the story. Yeah. So.
1: Astra, have you read The Protector of the Small Quartet about Kelly? Not yet.
5: Okay. Um, I'm working through it kind of, sort of in order. It was really funny because I read up to Woman Who Rides Like a Man in the Alana series. Yeah. And got to experience reading Lioness Rampant for the first time as an adult. And so I've been working through the, the Immortals Quartet before... I move on to uh, Kel's story. Um, And uh, I've been reading Becca because I feel like that's going backwards in time. I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I I read Tempest and Slaughter before I started reading Emperor Mage because I wanted to know more about new mayor and or zorn before i read the series that introduced yeah um, or zorn so no um actually i'm really excited because i found someone who's going to sell me the entire protector of the small and the circle opens and the circle opens is in the scholastic uh, cover set like the original scholastic oh. cover set for 10 bucks for um. both with thanks to the Tamara Pierce Facebook group, been able to complete the circle of magic, like the first quartet in the scholastic covers, because they were the covers that I read and those are the ones that I wanted. So now I have all four books in the scholastic covers. So.
1: Yes. That is fantastic. In reference to Protector of the Small, there's there are two characters in there who have a very strong friendship. Mm-hmm. And Pierce came out later saying that it's not just a friendship. They're in some sort of romantic and or sexual relationship. Cool. I believe I heard also, I could be wrong, but I believe I heard also that at the time of writing, the publishers weren't comfortable with her saying that directly in the books anyway. So kind of like hidden. And Mm -hmm. later became a more comfortable thing
5: so yeah well it's like alana's brother tom is gay and pierce was saying that him and roger had um some sort of relationship yeah yeah
1: astra do you have a favorite scene from Triss's book
5: actually i have a few The first one is at the beginning of the book when she offers, asks Lark if she wants to come with them to the wall when it's really warm. And then realizes that she actually is kind of affectionate towards Lark. As well as the scene with Nico when he asks, do you trust me? And she just kind of stares at him blankly like, you should know the answer to that kind of thing. When he has to do the seeing into the past to see how the wall was destroyed kind of thing as well as um, I understood when she saw Amory the desperate need to want to connect to her blood family like as if you know if they could see the changes she's made maybe they would love her and the scene where Briar and them are helping her realize that she doesn't need to be angry to get to use her magic the cannonballs are falling during the battle and when she realizes that she has to ask Nico to join with her to help her I thought that was a very powerful character development for Triss because it meant she had to ask for help and to swallow her pride so I mean there's a few different ones that I really liked
1: I think most of those got mentioned in our podcast and possibly mostly by Indy I know that first one and that last one you mentioned both of
3: those yeah yeah, both of those are definitely a big, big thing for me. So mm-hmm. I, I, those are two of my favorites from that book as well.
5: Yeah, I also loved in Briar's book when um, after they found out and they were mind-speaking with Briar and Rose Thorn, how she actually let Sandri comfort her.
1: Yeah, yeah. A little bit of background on us. I have all of the Circle of Magic books like the all 11 and I've read them all more than once. And mm-hmm. I Indy has read the first eight and, okay. and Goodwin, as we've already mentioned, uh, totally, totally brand new. Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, so how did you guys get introduced? Brittany and Goodwin.
2: Molly was like, I want to do a podcast. So uh, we should do that. And I was <laughs> like, I like reading. So, okay, I guess <laughs> I'll, I'll join you. So cool. And then yeah. we read the f- first book and we finished up with the first book we're like you know what there's three girls here we need a guy in this to mm-hmm. fill out the circle so we're good when you can't tell us no we join us
4: yeah. <laughs> literally drag kicking and screaming that's,
2: that's why so he said he's being held
5: here Breyer, to be honest with you that's generally briar's character arc with the other three like Sandry's <laughs> like you're coming and he's like okay fine <laughs> <laughs> and appropriately
1: I am I am the Sandry of the group because mm. I uh cool. I brought them all together. Yep. <laughs> Spun them into this weird audio. <laughs>
5: <laughs> That's fair. That's fair.
1: Triss is certainly the character that you most relate to Mm -hmm. Uh, and sounds like maybe she's your favorite character
5: Uh, up there I try not to choose a direct favorite because all all of them have aspects that I really love. Yeah. Like, I love Sandry's, her backbone, and the whole start laughing kitty. Like, I die laughing every time I read it. And I, just, I love Daja's fierce loyalty and her, just her straightforward way of saying things and just the way Briar is. And so, and Lark and Rose Thorn, actually my first, one of my first fictional crushes was Nico. I realize he's like 50. That's and okay. I was 16. So that's 53. What but whatever. I was in love with Nico. I love Nico. But yeah, no, I try not to, but if I Triss is definitely up there and I and I got really excited when Tamara said that Triss is her. Like she said it in a Reddit QA that she is Triss, like Triss is her. And I was like, I Yeah.
1: Do you have any characters that you really don't like?
5: Not entirely. Like, I have characters that annoy me. Crane annoys me to no end, but I have a fondness for him. Even the, oh, I can't remember her name. I'm not going to mention it because I just realized it's in the second quartet. But there are not there are characters that annoy me, but I don't really have any that I don't like. I mean, there are aspects of certain characters where I'm like, you're just a dick, but... Mm-hmm. Sorry,
3: swearing aloud. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Fuck,
5: yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. My my favorite word is fuck, and I use it a lot. <laughs> I don't know if any of you saw the Reddit Q and A with Tammy. I don't
5: think so. She uh she kept swearing uh, um by accident. <laughs> it was really
1: God, every time I hear things about her, I just love her even more.
5: I follow her page on like her profile on Facebook and just her. <laughs> Her uh, updates about the election going off are, are incredible. I adore her so much.
3: I follow her on Tumblr. And yeah. she's she is definitely someone I wish I knew in real life. Because right? I think I would get along with her so well. I love her mm-hmm. so much. <laughs>
1: What do you think about
5: Curell? Okay, so keep in mind, I've only just started reading Cold, uh, Cold Fire. Uh-huh. So I've only seen him in the first quartet. I I don't know how I feel. I'm kind of meh about him because I don't really pay attention to him in the scenes that he's in. It's mainly I pay attention to Frostbine because I love that man to no end. I, I don't know how to answer that. I'm kind of meh about Carol. Uh-
1: so so I'm, I'm gonna elaborate here. I, mm-hmm. I have to ask this question because we have a major contention among our group. Uh, Brittany absolutely despises Carell and Goodwin seems to have joined her in this. I adore him. I think he's, I just think he's super cute. Either also thinks he's cute or doesn't really care either way too much. And we argue about this all the time. So I always have to ask, especially because I'm pretty sure Brittany and Goodwin are the only people I have met in the Circle of Magic fandom who genuinely dislike him. I've met others They're, like you who are like, uh, uh, who's he again? Uh, I,
5: I don't really No, know. I know he is Frostpines, other. Yeah. yeah. Frostpines is system is there any particular reason you hate him like <laughs> i'm just curious i'm not judging i'm just curious <laughs> i'm like is there something i'm not reading between the lines but we all have our characters that you know we don't like so
3: as uh, as was stated in the last part or uh, part, a uh, like mm-hmm. episode that we we did with a guest did Carol punch a baby? And I just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I got sad in that. I came across. So
1: Brittany. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you still have the sign. That's that's great.
5: Excellent. Okay. Well, um, Goodwin's definitely making his
2: I'm making my my position
4: much. my my position known. Corel equals bad. Okay. I
2: think he's just a whiny little bitch like mm-hmm. Ross Pine and Daja are trying to do something Kirel's around like can I play too? like no one's talking to you Kirel get out of here there's just no way
1: so basically she thinks that he's a bad person because he wants to be loved yes
2: no,
4: no. <laughs> how dare he <laughs> Uh, How dare he
3: look for validation and love from the person who has
2: been teaching him for who knows how long?
4: You should know. He's
2: being jealous and petty, and I don't like him. (laughs) (laughs) And Daji caught a hot iron in his in her hand, and he freaks the fuck out. Like, calm down, sir. Frostbite does this all the time. I
1: I would like to point out though that she is ten. So Rel has seen one other person do this.
2: That's fine. The other but Frost Pine is the warned him. You're going to see some it. crazy ass shit here. You're going to see okay. some crazy Ross shit. Frost You can be warned about seeing.
1: In all of Emelon. He has been looking for 20 years for another person who can do this. He warned Nobody him. Knows you can warn
2: someone time time and still seeing it right around. in front of you is something you don't prepared for. He warned him and he didn't listen and, oh, a big man can do it, but if a little girl does it, oh, freak the fuck out. out. Nope. It was something yeah. very
3: similar of, yeah. what did you just do? How did you do that? Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. So You'd think he'd be used to it by now, but no. Yeah, see? He's just lame and boring and not useful except <laughs> as, as a pack mule. The one
1: person in the world who can do that.
2: Yeah, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed when he had to carry Rose Thorn, and Rose Thorn was berating him the whole time. It was beautiful. I love that scene. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I I've actually never like. I mean, like I film. said,
5: I'm the. <laughs> on him. Yeah,
1: you, you, yeah. So no, he hasn't done anything bad. He's not a major character. We just argue about him because that's what we do.
5: <laughs> hey, that's fair. That's fair.
4: Frankly, it's just fun.
5: I have to ask. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's fair.
1: Yeah, and the more we argue about him, the more and more I relate to him. So, uh, (laughs) uh,
4: and and deeper becomes the rift between
1: us.
4: (laughs) You're tearing this group apart, Molly.
1: Uh, Brittany's tearing this group apart.
3: (laughs) She started (laughs) this.
1: decided Carell is a horrible person for not having magical abilities. Um, <laughs> you are twisting everything I yes. say that's basically what it is you think he's a terrible person because he didn't like that he was surprised that Dasha caught the hot iron and no no
2: saying. he's just sexist he's, he's sexist a man can do it but a girl can't no
1: no that's not he's not being sexist <laughs> <laughs>
5: You sound like you're like half laughing, half crying. Right
4: now. <laughs> <laughs> that that would I'm be sorry. an accurate descriptor.
5: <laughs>
1: I was supposed to time this so that this didn't happen. You mm-hmm. recently reread Trissa's book different
5: reading it this time than it was reading it the first time? Funny enough, no. I was in the same position, and the same place in my life mentally that I was when I first read it. So, I mean, there was a deeper understanding, you know, reading it as a 34-year-old, more experiences relatively. But no, it was pretty much the same. And
1: then we talked a little bit about this before we started recording, but what is reading the? Series in 2020,
5: like wondering if Tamara Pierce is a goddamn prophetess, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, seriously, waiting like, for the pirates, and like, why are things happening like almost exactly? But okay, whatever, just, um, wait for just waiting for the pirates. Oh, someone was like, The Dragon movie was set next year. And I'm like, you know what? I'm actually kind of oh. looking forward to dragons.
4: Reign of fire.
5: Yeah. That's what it is. This reign of fire. And I'm like, you know what? I'd be okay with dragons. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's interesting, especially with COVID and reading through them and, and just the way the world is, you know, setting itself on fire. Yeah. But yeah.
1: It's interesting for us. We're currently in the middle of Daj's book and we started it around the time that the wildfires in California were. Mm-hmm. Starting. And, and of course we're going into Breyer's book next and we're still dealing with this pandemic. Mm-hmm. We're in the States and in the States, it looks like it's only going to get worse before it gets better. So
5: if I had the room to offer you all asylum. I might do it, but I don't. <laughs> I do not have the room.
4: <laughs> we appreciate the offer.
5: Yeah. It's okay.
1: It's it's hopefully things are are gonna start getting better. Hopefully. The oh, yeah.
3: 2020 redemption arc that has happened in the last two weeks mm-hmm. is definitely interesting. They're like trying to cram everything. As far as, like, a redemption arc in, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the shortest amount of time possible. The 2020
1: writers didn't really plan their stuff out very well.
5: No, they did not. They did not plan it well. (laughs) I saw a meme that was, like, it was God and one of the angels. he's like, okay, so I have everything planned for the next ten years. Ten years? Why? What did you do? Did you just put ten years of history into one year? Well, shit. Um <laughs>
2: yep, I saw pretty that one.
5: accurate at the beginning of this. My my depression was like, Why are we getting out of bed? The world is ending, and of course, my anxiety decides to scream back, but wait a minute, we're not ready, we have no usable skills. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, stop. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah.
1: I wrote this down as, like, what Circle of Magic fan fiction or extension would you most like to see, but I'm going to throw in there also, since you haven't finished reading the series yet, what do you most hope you get to read more about before the series ends?
5: I don't know if how many of you caught the Reddit question, Q&A with Tammy. There is a book about Triss at Lightbridge coming, so... You, Oh, I'm excited design? for that. Will- well, she said it's in the plans, so I don't know what that means. But um, it was funny, she announced it on the Reddit, and then she looked at her assistant and went, are they going crazy? Because <laughs> 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 she let it yeah. slip out by accident. There is a fan fiction called Circle of Death that I've read, that it's basically the kids as if, if Nico hadn't found them. Mm-hmm. And they came together by themselves. And it's actually quite good. I enjoyed that. But as That's for... um. It is. It's dark. But uh, as for things I'd like to see, I'm not sure, really. I mean, I know about... I know some spoilers that I'm kind of looking to see how they develop in regards to Daja. I'm looking forward to um, see what happens if Sandri ever succeeds her cousin as Empress. If that's a thing that's going to happen and the idea of what she would implement as Empress kind of thing and I'm really excited to see after reading or listening to Street Magic watching Briar as he develops kind of thing and I'm looking forward to going through Shatterglass as it's another Triss-centric story so that's about it right now.
1: I think that if you like Triss and you relate to her then Shatterglass is really going to hit you in the feels.
5: Oh fantastic. (laughs) Tammy has a good uh she knows how to do that. yeah.
1: I feel like Tris goes through a lot of development in that book.
5: In Magic Steps, Jesus. I'm not going to say anything else, but Jesus. (laughs) But yeah, good to know. Good to know.
1: Is there anybody who you would recommend this book series to?
5: Everybody, I recommend it pretty much anytime someone's like, "Do you have recommendations?" And I just put Tamara Pierce. Have fun, go. So yeah, mainly though, I probably younger because it's meant as a or the the way it's written is a younger, a younger feel. I'm really bad. It's because I like I said I read Alana at thirteen, and there are quite some mature topics in there. And so I'm really bad at recommending things to children. So I'm like, I don't even know what's appropriate anymore. I was a kid. I was reading things that were definitely not appropriate for my age.
3: Yeah, I just gave my little sister my copy of uh, Sandry's book. What happened was I gave it to my biological mother. And I was like, I'm going to tell you now this series gets a little rough especially this year. Yeah. But I think that it would help my little sister kind of relate and have a little bit more of like a, a worldly view. So I was like, please read this first and make sure that it's okay because yeah. Y- yeah. It's geared towards kids her age. Cause she's nine. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it is definitely a heavy book. From Sandry's book, it's just all downhill with the uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the heavy. Mess.
5: Sandry's book starts off kind of, you know, typical young adult fiction, and then you get to Triss's book, and you're like, um, and then it just keeps going. You're like, one thing I love about Tamara is that she doesn't underestimate the intelligence, yeah, and where kids might be when they're reading this is as early as ten. And she knows most of them can handle this, right? So she doesn't underestimate their intelligence.
1: Which is so So, awesome. Yeah.
5: Yeah. I find too many YA authors underestimate the intelligence of their readers. And I find that incredibly dangerous for the growing mind, right? So Yeah.
1: And I think that's also a reason that, for me, rereading these books, it's like, Every time I read them, I love them more. And mm-hmm. there are other YA books that I read again as an adult, and I'm like, eh, it was okay. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason, is that she doesn't underestimate her audience. That means that when you read it as an adult, it still feels true and genuine. Like There's an mm-hmm. adult in there. In the Tortal books as well, there are certain issues that she handles that are really heavy, serious issues. Then yep, I just I read them and I'm like this is such a good way to explain this. She makes very complex difficult issues that adults have trouble dealing with make sense and she mm-hmm. in a way yeah. make them clear to children. Yeah.
5: Yeah. No, I agree with that, yeah. You were
1: talking about age difference recommending it to slightly mm-hmm. people. I think with Pierce's books it's one of the things that makes it a little difficult is The Circle of Magic and any of the Tortal books, but like Alana, for example, Mm -hmm. just so different in the way that age works there because the Circle of Magic, we have four books that take place over one year. There are four characters and each book focuses a little bit more on one of them. Yeah. Alana, in contrast, is one character and four books that take place over the course of like 10
5: years. Yeah. The one that she gets her shield, it's from... 14 to 17, or something like that.
1: Yeah, they can actually be a little difficult to recommend sometimes because of that, especially if you have parents who are wary, because some of them Mm -hmm. adult, but like I said, I feel like she handles those adult topics in a way that makes them very accessible for kids.
5: No, agreed. She's very good at explaining things, and the other thing I really love is that, as a pagan, I love the combination and the way she seamlessly puts... Um, The way magic, the way Hollywood sees it and the way pagans practice it, it's the seamless flow between the two. And I found out recently she's a pagan herself and she goes to all the major pagan festivals in the States, which just, you know, makes me connect with her (laughs) even more. But I've always loved the seamless flow between the pagan traditions and magic as, as we think of it sometimes.
1: Are there any other books that you would like to recommend to us and our listeners?
5: I'm a big fan of L.J. Smith, who did the uh, Vampire Diaries, but I'm more of a fan of her Night World series, which takes place in like modern day, but it's got magic and witches and shapeshifters and trying to bring back um, alliances with the uh, with the humans, and so it's got turned vampires and lamia. Which are the born vampires? So it takes a bit of a spin on that, and I just find them really good. You can get them in three volumes right now, so it's nine books all together. Oh, wow. so, yeah, so I
3: actually own those.
5: I love them. I love the Vampire Diaries, the books. I watched the show for Ian Somerhalder, if I'm being completely honest. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> For a minute, I had Vampire Diaries and True Blood confused, and I was like, Those are the no, no, those
5: aren't. Yeah, um, uh, the other one I like is The Mortal Instruments. I am in love with Cassandra Clare, or at least the books. I've heard terrible things about her personally, and I've chosen to ignore them because I really love the books. I, I, I love
2: like uh, the rolling, <laughs>
5: yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. When, she, when it first happened, I'm like, Why do you need to be a twat waffle? Like, seriously. I was like, I really wanted to go to the Harry Potter Wizarding World. And now I'm like, torn. I'm like, what? Damn it, why are you with twat waffle? The that other one would, would be Dresden. I've started to read Dresden myself. And I'm really enjoying it.
3: Um, this series gets real good after, um, oh. like, the yeah. third or fourth book. It gets real good.
5: Yeah, I've been listening to the audiobooks and they're narrated by James Marsers. And my boyfriend, he's the one who read them first, but he doesn't like Marsders as Harry, but I'm enjoying it. He just, it doesn't sound like what he expected, like what he thought of Harry in his head, I guess. Um, But I understand it took him a couple books to get into the character of Harry, but I'm enjoying it. I just finished Stormfront, so I'm going on to uh, Full Moon.
3: With the Dresden series, I actually was introduced because of the TV show that went on. Yeah. And I, I was like, ooh, this is actually really cool. I like this idea. I started reading the books and I was like, oh, th- yeah. this gets a lot heavier and a lot more fucked up. <laughs> I think that's really true. Like you, I loved <sighs> the
1: first Dredden book. Uh, and I also listened to it on audio and I adored it. But um, there were things about the TV show that I liked more. I love that he used a hockey stick.
3: <laughs> I know.
1: That is like the best. Right. And the TV show really gave off this vibe of magic being sort of an open secret. People didn't really talk about it, but they kind of knew it was there. And the books had a much more traditional, oh, we we don't talk about the world of magic. And that kind of disappointed me after having seen the show. because I Yeah, of course. That is the end of my list of questions for you. Do you have any questions for us?
5: I don't. Well, thank you so this, much. It's
3: been fun talking to you guys. It's been Nice meeting
5: you. Yeah. yeah,
3: you guys too. This is, this has been a pleasure. I have enjoyed this. <laughs> awesome. I, and,
5: now, and now you have new books to check out.
1: Yay! All right. Astra Quarantine, right. thank you so much.
5: You're welcome. Thanks for having me.
1: Reading Circle
2: Temple is produced by
1: us, Molly, Brittany, Brittany,
2: Indy,
5: and
6: Goodwin.
2: If you like listening, tell your friends about us. If you don't like listening, tell your enemies.
4: Please tell us what you think of the Circle of Magic by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle@gmail.com, at gmail.com or join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group.
1: You can find more of Reading Circle Temple at readingcircletemple.com or find Reading Circle Temple on Tumblr.
2: And thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their artwork on Tumblr at Yellow is for Happy Draws or on Instagram at shannonanddraws.
3: Also, thanks to Britton's brother, Thomas Dick, for a few music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud.
4: Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic. And thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee <laughs> next week.
3: that no I kind of like it like that <laughs> personally. <laughs>
1: Goodwin didn't want to go with let the nerd fest commence
3: and uh, let
4: the nerd just, fest commence
3: let's open the circle again and let the nerd fest commence okay. it could be both there you
6: go even on a budget quality is non-negotiable